Have you ever dealt with um, allowing the influence of others or words that are spoken over you, maybe growing up as a child, or have you dealt with that and it's affected you in a negative way? Absolutely. Um, so growing up, it's it's kind of difficult for me to talk about this only because people because I'm past it. And sometimes when you talk about it, people that are still there think that you're still there. But right. It's just a part of my story. So I am on a journey to discover, uncover and recover love. Life is about helping others. Dear future wifey has been doing exactly that. You stated that women are to present and not to pursue. It has given us a, a roadmap on how relationships were meant to be by God. There are still black men who love the Lord and their end goal is marriage. Thank you for teaching me how to stay lit, how to be intentional and transparent. You read your, your letter, I cried. I just got married two months ago and I'm listening to the podcast so I can stay married. I'm Lateris R. Whitfield and this is season four. These dating streets on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I'm your host, Lateris R. Whitfield. Man, we're about to wrap up these dating streets. So excited to have today's guest on the podcast. This is my homie. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hey, listen, those of you who have been contributing to Kingdom Royale, thank you so much. Hopefully, y'all saw the new update video where uh, we were able to purchase a tractor to begin to mow the land and cultivate the land. Yeah, it's time for me to go from a city boy to a country boy. So I'm going to take y'all all on this journey. Well, uh, today's guest, this is a familiar face. You've seen her on TV. You know her family. Uh, they've served us some of the greatest music in gospel history. Uh, without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My homie, Gugu Atkins. How you doing, girl? I am good. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Man, listen. Man, see, one thing y'all need to know about Gugu, she is so cool. What you see uh, on camera is who she is off camera. Just a great soul. And I was telling you that a minute ago. I was like, you know what? I really like you. I said, you're a really dope individual. Thank you. Yeah. yeah he said that in real life, not yeah. just in front of the yeah. camera. But thank yeah. you because you're dope as well thank, thank you. you so much so uh she and i've been communicating since what was that december or i Jan think so yeah about december and yeah. i said i gotta get you on the podcast and um this is a perfect episode today's episode is titled guard your ears mm -hmm. so we're deep into the guarded series and um guard your ears and you came to town yesterday mm -hmm. for what for Anita's birthday, our, our friend, yes. Anita's 45th, yep. Shout out to Anita. Um, we were, it, it, was, it was funny because I said this, we were on the way coming here today. We were talking about uh, this particular song that was uh, <laughs> that was playing and, we, and you started bobbing a little bit and then I started uh -huh. dancing and then we heard the lyrics and I was like, I can't, I, we both stopped. Yeah, this. it was like, wait, oh, wait, no, I, I'm just, I'm not dancing to this guy. I'm <laughs> Well, it was called what? Some bad bees and this and yeah. then it was a line where he said she washed a washed a vagina or something. Like she, that. But he didn't say vagina. I know. Yeah, he got really explicit. I'm like, I mean, don't we all? But I mean, it was just and we stopped. So that's a clear reference of guard your ears, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But for real. So Google, when you hear guard your ears, what does that mean to you? Um, you know, you hear people all the time talking about protect your energy. Right. I think that's a part of it. It starts. Um, it's it. That's a part of protecting your energy, protecting what goes in, um, what you internalize, because sometimes we act like, you know, you know, 
what are the words something words something don't hurt well, words don't hurt stones may they break, break my bones, bones words and, but they do oh they hurt and they stick yes. and words are life-giving and the bible says that the power of life and death lies um in, in the, the tongue. tongue and between life and death you're living and so all of these proclamations that we make daily with our mouths go we make on our mouth they go through our ears or so what people we allow people to make over us it's just super important to make sure you're not taking in everything you're not listening you're protecting your ear gates at all costs that's what they say, your ear gates and eye gates. Yes. Uh, that's, when, that's when you've been raised in the church. You say <laughs> the ear gates and the eye gates. And so uh, have you ever dealt with that? Have you ever dealt with um, allowing the influence of others or words that are spoken over you, maybe growing up as a child or as a teenager or whatnot, what you hear? Because we hear a lot of messaging in the world. Um, and have you dealt with that and it's affected you in a negative way? Absolutely. Um, so growing up, it's it's kind of difficult for me to talk about this only because people because I'm past it. And sometimes when you talk about it, people that are still there think that you're still there. But right. it's just a part of my story. So this part of the story um, growing up, my father had favorites and I wasn't one. And my father is a, a was a, a great man. I don't think he said, oh, let me be as unkind as I possibly can be to my daughter. He didn't say that. He was just rolling with the ones that he liked, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. The most. And I, and I have a big personality and you know, I, yeah. I, I might've got on his nerve. You know what I mean? <laughs> I might've, so, might've. so I wasn't his favorite and I knew that. And I remember one time I wrote my mom a letter and was like, ma, daddy don't like me. And I, there was something always in the inside of me that stood up for me. And I was like, mama, I'm just going to give it to you straight. I'm 11. Daddy don't like me. And I know he don't. And I'm his daughter. And I have to go over and beyond to try to I try to be quiet in school. And, you know, that was probably hard for me. Um, I got to You know, I try to do everything I can to get him to like me. He don't like me. Blah, blah, blah. So I said, and don't say nothing to daddy because I'm just talking to you because I just, you know, need somebody to talk to. So she said something to daddy because a few days later, daddy said, and you wonder why somebody don't like you. Oh, wow. Wow. So this is not me conjuring yeah. up, yeah. you know, yeah. I think my dad, nah, yeah, it was what it was. So Again, I'm past that place. But at that moment, I just, there was something that, um, you know how Paul says, I've learned to be content, whatever state I'm in. Yes. It was just like duck for cover and ride it through because something that you feared was something you, it is something. Yeah. And, um, but those words stuck with me, um, for so long. Cause I was like, this man don't like me. You know he, what I mean? He never said why? I don't. So he didn't wake up every day and say, "Let me be mean to my daughter." Yeah, you just it wasn't felt it. that. I just felt it. You know how when somebody gets on your nerve and that person is not mature enough, like let's say a teacher or example, yeah, yeah. they're not mature enough to, hey, they can get on your nerve. They don't have to know that they get on your nerve. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. you be more mature. Yeah. Well, he wasn't at that time in yeah. his life, and um. But he, so he didn't wake up every day and say, let me be mean to her. But I, it was just that undertone. I knew if something were to happen, oh, Google probably did it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that sort of thing. So those words um, stuck with me. And so even now I am. And it was a couple of other things that happened here and there. But I, I'm a little triggered by a man who doesn't uh, protect me um, in that way, like who doesn't uh, cherish me. You know what I mean? So and I didn't realize that that was a trigger until like just having conversations with my sister. But yeah. So. So, yeah. To answer your question. Yes, that's happened. And, and those words uh, stuck with me for that's a long good. time. Thank you for sharing that. When you think about it. um, you know, this is a relationship-driven podcast, mm -hmm. and I'm glad you segued into something that happens because I always believe that 
something that happens in our uh, upbringing from a parent standpoint, Mm -hmm. then it can affect you from relationships. Uh, So how have you seen that transcend throughout relationships? Um, I remember I was dating this guy and we were both young. We were both immature. um, And he got popular before I got popular. (laughs) And he would go on social media and he would say, my ex this, my ex that. We was church stars. Let me just say it like that. Everybody Everybody knew he was talking about me. And I felt bullied. I felt very unprotected. I felt... Um, I felt bullied one time. So let me go back. I was in a second grade and my teacher, Miss Westland, was a very mean lady. And I think I got on her nerve, too. And again, <laughs> so I, I, I own I my stuff. I got what it takes to get on a person's nerve. <laughs> I don't be meaning no harm, but I can imagine this personality at seven. Yeah, it was wasn't, a big personality. Yeah, and it wasn't as cult. You know, like <laughs> I kind of got it under wraps now. Right. Or got a little better. Handle on it. The times when IG don't put you in IG jail. Yes. <laughs> we got to talk about that. She always getting in IG I'm jail. Always. What do I mean? But anyway, so my dad comes to t- talk to Miss Westland. Miss Westland is mean to me. And I'm like, oh, I know that my dad is going to see that she's being unkind to me. As an adult, I can see what she was doing. She was like picking on me. And I was talkative and had this big personality. Not talking crazy. Not talking back because I knew I was going to get a whooping. Not, you know, I mm-hmm. just was... I just kind of danced to the beat of my own drum and I would just be, I don't know. Like I wasn't being bad. I was just being different. And I can understand that in a a setting where you want control, that can be a problem. So I understand Miss Westland, but Miss Westland was the teacher and I was the child. And so I never should have felt bullied and signaled out by her. So daddy is going to come and watch. Daddy is about to see. I'm seven now. Daddy is about to see that Miss Westland is blah, blah, blah. So when I see them together talking, I'm like, well, they look like they, they friends over there, but okay. I know she's going to say something because Miss Westland is mean and she's going to say something and he's going to see that, you know, she's, she mistreats me and she's unkind to me and she was shooting me this vibe and she would give me this get on my nerve type of energy. And yeah. so, and so, you know, I'm at school eight hours a day and I'm dealing with this mean lady like this, right? So my dad, I, I hear them being chummy and I was like, okay, I didn't expect that. And then Miss Westland says, yeah, because sometimes I just want to slap the hell out of her. And then they both laugh. And I felt so unprotected. Like my protector, let this person be mean to me. And like even right now, that Mm -hmm. is like Yeah. I I know I know you can feel it. Unprotected, man. So I think that when a gen- when a when when a gentleman doesn't uh, protect me in that way, I I kind of you know yeah. it kind of may go a little further only because my original protector wasn't always what he should have been. Yeah. Now, again, we grew past that. Yeah. Please don't build a story against my dad or anything. But yeah. this is my truth. Yeah. It happened, and I should be able to share it. One hundred percent. And so yeah, so when the gentleman was acting a fool on on well, let me just say this before you Twitter, start. This podcast is a very safe space. So we have okay. very emotionally intelligent people who understand that when people are telling their truths, that you accept their truths, you respect their truths, because the hardest yeah. thing to do is for someone to sit on a platform as large as this and share their truths yes. and then fear the judgment of yes. it. We don't we don't do that here ah, on the Dear Future Wife. Yeah, we the lit fam, we 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 protect our, you know, we understand our guests don't have to be here. And I so uh I thank you for, you know, being open. But go ahead, continue. So Thank you. Yeah. And so when when my when my ex was doing that, like it just literally ripped my heart out. I was like, 
So you just throwing me out there to the wolves, like all your little girlfriends is yeah. it, and they sending stuff and they had all, they had these things called spring form where people could ask you questions anonymously. I got the nastiest, most evil questions. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And the ha-has and the, and I just felt bullied and I feel like people overly use that word yeah. nowadays because people just don't like you. They ain't bullying you. They yeah. just don't like you. <laughs> but I was bullied. Yeah. I was bullied because yeah. you're doing that and you know I felt like creepy Carrie. They're all going to laugh at you and they yeah. was laughing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, again, mm. he was immature. I was immature too. I had my things too. I didn't tell my part. Now I didn't take the social media because I had a following yet. <laughs> but I just know even with the following I never want to do that to anybody and kind of hurt them. But yeah, he would kind of say stuff and you know you being nasty. Yeah. You you know you being mean yeah. and you know that everybody is thinking about me when you yeah. say um those things because he made it very clear oh you know who his girlfriends were not because he had a whole bunch of little friends so i'm like but i felt bullied and i just know that looking back now that that really affected me because that protection thing is a big thing for me did you ever have a conversation with him and say, hey, can you please stop doing that? Well, he was like, I, I didn't say your name. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. I don't waste time with somebody who doesn't want to be yeah. accountable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Lateris, if we have a disagreement and we go back and forth for 10 hours, I will go to bat with you. So did you ever talk to your ex and let him know how that was affecting you? Um, you know what, Lateris, when a person ain't taking accountability, I don't have time. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, of course, I said something because, again, I stand up for myself. <laughs> and... And I was like, hey, you know, and we haven't broken up for a minute. Yeah. And I was like, hey, when you say my ex, you know, they're talking about they're they're yeah. thinking about me. Ah, oh, they don't know who I'm talking about. OK, fine. Because you can't make somebody be accountable. I'm not going to force you to care. I'm not going to force you to own right. whatever. And we can have a disagreement with terrorists and we can go you and I because yeah. you're intelligent. We can go back and forth for 10 hours until I get you to really understand and you, or you get me to understand. Yeah. Um, maybe I have to get a whole lot of, give a whole lot of backstory yeah, or whatever, yeah. but it's like, we, we have a common goal. Yes. We want to understand each other. Yes. We want to fix it. We don't just want to argue. And so this person wanted to be right. Okay. You're right. You yep. know what I mean? But you know, the seeds you sow yep. is what's going to grow. So that, you know, and I have to walk away knowing that some people ain't going to be sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. some people are so hurt behind maybe the relationship ending that they got to do all. I don't have time for that. And, and, and he ain't want to be sorry. So, you know what? You ain't got to be. <laughs> so you don't want to be sorry. Mm -mm. How many years ago was that? How old were you during that time? Because you kept talking about how we were young and immature. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm 43 now. I was like 27. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. felt like you were still really immature at the age of 27? Yeah. I, I don't think I was really immature, but for who I am now, it looks really immature. But <laughs> I was never, like, I was always mature for my age. I have yeah. a lot of older siblings, but um, I was, I, I don't think that I was immature. Yeah. I just didn't know. I mean, if you could tell, I got mouth. Yeah. And the woman that got mouth, like, we have this, God, God made us the way we are, right? <laughs> and it's like, my power has to be used for something. Um, and so what I like to use my power for is building up. And so I'm long winded. You know that because we've been on the phone before. Yeah. You, you I am said, too, though. Okay. You said, yeah, really. I'm saying, really, yeah. I mean, we both. We, we, we both. <laughs> Listen, you know, I like to talk. So we'd be on the phone. We'd be talking for hours. Why about so, everything. Yeah, so so I like it. That's why I was like, I like her. So That's why I said I went on the podcast. Let's talk. So I, so I will, you know, I, I realize that there's a way to say everything. A lot of stuff don't even have to be said once you sit down and think about it and pause. I'm like, you know what? I ain't got to address that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But um, but uh, where was I going to go with that? About um, um, having a lot of mouth. You said you said I have mouth. So I use my power for good. I'm witty. 
I can come back quick. I can create some stuff. <laughs> and so what I learned about when Spider-Man was joining the Avengers, he was 14. And he didn't know how to use his power. Like he was webbing people that didn't deserve to be webbed. He was, I was like, that's their car. They wasn't breaking in the car. That was the, you know, you know, he was at the ATM machine thinking people was robbing and they weren't because he didn't know. Like he was like misusing his power, but it was because he didn't know. He just, Teach. he just wanted to help. Teach. So I, I remember when I was 30, I was like, God, why is this a curse? Like, what is this? Is this my thorn in the flesh? What is this mouth situation? Because it's not cool. Yeah. It may be funny to some people. It may appear to be strong to some people, mm -hmm. but in a lot of instances, it's a defense mechanism and it's not cool, but nonetheless, I got it. Like yeah. I can get you off of me real good. Yeah. And, um, and that's what the Lord, I went and saw that movie not too long after that. And, and the Lord just put in my spirit, like you have to know how to cultivate it and you have to know how to use your power like Spider-Man for good. But sometimes you have to pause a little bit and assess the situation and know if you're going to approach it, and how to approach it. And so with that being said, I'm sure you would much rather me be long-winded telling you how much of an amazing host you are, how much of a great job you're doing with this podcast, how you're using your platform to glorify God. I'm sure I can go on and on and on and you would never call me long-winded. Yeah, no. But if I said... <laughs> I like them glasses and you know what the way you be doing your hands look stupid like yeah. you know or if, even if I say it in a kind way yeah. like you know you could use less of that <laughs> and more of the other you know what I mean and so I just true. feel like all the quick comebacks and witty you know and whatever I want to use it to build up that's and to, to help and to restore if I can that's good that's good when, when did this self-awareness come ah uh, I don't know. It just kind of it just kind of arrived. I, I used to have really low self-esteem growing up. I mean, I had the fat girl stories. Nobody liked me. And you think nobody likes you for the reason that you don't like you. Mm. But you don't realize it that they don't like you because you don't like you. Talk. Hold on. You got you got to hold on, Google. <laughs> I can't let you drop a gym like that. And don't people have to understand that. I want you to say that one more time. People like you when you like you i'm a happy person terrace and you said do people do guys become any of your dms i was yeah. like oh yeah and because I we're like attracted myself. to light we're attracted we to are. that light and if you if you don't like yourself and you negative towards yourself mm -hmm. we'd be like well we'll just double down on what you feel about yourself exactly and people like you said we're attracted to light you just ain't happy yeah and you assume that because your insecurity is your weight or your height or your edges or your money or your you make that everybody first of all it's a little narcissistic to think that folks <laughs> is thinking that much about you they don't care that much they don't. to judge you all the way down anybody doing that has a mental problem 100%. i ain't paid that much attention to you lateris yeah. to judge every single thing i don't i ain't even looked yeah. you know if, you, yeah. if your fingernails is ashy i hadn't noticed <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so anybody paying that close attention is yeah. something that's weird about that exactly. it's a weird admiration and, okay but anyway people i remember the um this you guy named your jason fingernails are ashy. i didn't notice because i wasn't looking i'm like i wasn't looking for a flaw or whatever like we just conversing yeah and yeah. people that look for that like that's just a sign of insecurity yes i remember the finest boy in our whole school his name is jason sharp oh what up jason if you're watching this uh he used to he used to date my friend fedge my best friend and so uh and so they were like liking each other in high school. And so, um, but Jason Sharp, the reason why I can say that is because he was always cool. Like yeah, he wasn't yeah. like a meathead yeah. rude type of guy, whatever. So we, um, we graduated from high school and I would say I was about 25 or so. And he was like, man, uh, Fed, I saw Thomasina and she's beautiful. She lost all this weight. I ain't lost all that weight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. When you my size and you lose 20 pounds, that's nice. But you need to lose about 50 before, before you put a dent in this thing, right? All that weight. So I said, Fedge, it's not that. 
I like me. He saw a different Thomasina when I was in high school. And yeah, I lost some weight. Yeah, I'm feeling better. And actually, I started losing weight when I started feeling better because I wasn't under so much pressure and, mm. and t- torturing myself, you know. So I began to love myself and it showed in how I like to work out and exercise and eat better or whatever. So I lost this weight. I said, Jason, that is so nice to know that the finest boy in high school thought that I'm attractive. You know, that's good. Even though, I'm, you know, I can't like you because you're my best friend. But you know, this is, just good to know, you know. Oh, let me ask you this: Is is that off limits? Like, like if if your friend they dated in high school. At this saying. point, she had been married. My best friend got married at twenty one, so she yeah. had been married. And I think she kind of saw him on Facebook, yeah. and they were just kind of catching up or whatever. But but no, no, not my best friend, and I want to hurt. No. So you wouldn't? No. And I think everybody should have a top five. Now, some people are real datey. You can't, you can't, you can't date everybody. Everybody's not off limits, sis. I'm sorry. I, you can't. Every, you said, you I used to go with him. I used to talk to him. Okay, well, I'm talking to him now, okay? So. But that's only if the woman was just dating a whole bunch of people. But, but, but. Give me your top five. Lacheris, Joe, Mark, uh, Brian, and David. That's it. They off limits. And everybody Juju else? is mine. <laughs> But yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that's certain people like that. It's yeah. just, I got a top three. So I, I don't, you know, the rest of them, you can have them. They're good dudes. I just, you know, we didn't work out, but it's certain ones. But, but certain three, yeah. it, it, it'll bother you if yeah, you saw like your homegirl. You girl. can't talk to them and your cousin can't talk to them. In that you order. Even the cousin can't? No, don't you introduce your cousin. They, they, they no, limits. no. <laughs> but um, anyway. People like you when you like you. People like you when, when you, you like, like you. you and the flaws that you point out about yourself. And if you don't like them, then other people are double down on it yeah. and they don't like it. They be like, well, I don't like that about you either. Especially those people that are uh, like manipulators and yes. they want to like control your emotions and yes. stuff. Uh, you know, they use that against you. Yep. I ain't bringing up my weight. What's wrong with your Nothing. I'm just fine. <laughs> Like, I ain't bringing it up. They ain't going to use that against me, old manipulator. Have me feeling, mm-mm. Feeling all insecure and but suicidal. I, I, I don't, like, we all have things, areas of opportunity, I like to say, for us to work on and improve in. Yes. But I'm not beating myself up. Because what if I don't lose weight? That yeah. means I lost 10 years being mad and I could have been happy. Because I'm never going to lose weight anyway. So just have a good time. Fat and all. So, so when did that moment happen where you said, I love myself? I know you said after high school. Well, I, I, I start praying and I just took to God. I, I dealt with depression and stuff really young, like from 11. I remember mm-hmm. um, I had some very, very, very dark thoughts at that age, uh, suicidal. Uh, I, I, I was I was not going to share this, but I'm going to share it. I remember I was 11 and the devil told me that you're 11 years old. So if you if you went in a room and you stabbed your father or you killed him, you would get away with it because you're a kid. Ain't that wicked? Mm-hmm. I'll be sitting in jail to this day. Yep. But I just can't believe like the devil plants these all, ideas all, in all our head. And I can't all believe day. at 11 you gave me. That's a grown thought. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? And so uh, because I wanted to get rid of the hurt and he was yeah. the source of for me at that time for yeah. hurt. So, um, yeah. So I, 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 I came to a place. When did I come to the place you asked? Um I remember fasting and praying and like, uh, uh-uh, this feeling. Now, I wasn't like just completely depressed from 11 all the way up until whatever, but at about it's 19. Coming and going. Yeah, 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 at about 19, I just was like, I just kind of, I didn't want to feel that feeling anymore. I didn't like the way that control felt over me. I knew it was the devil. And my pastor prayed for me and I would be free for a minute, but I would walk back in it because you think just because you're free that all of your... <sighs> 
uh, extenuating circumstances are going to change. They're not. You have to change. And then you have to walk in that same wilderness and be different and conquer it internally. And so um, so that that outside stuff didn't change. My dad still could take me or leave me. And I just decided I didn't want to feel that feeling anymore. So I fought through and I asked God to give me strength every step of the way. I was talking to my son this week. God, it's interesting. Yeah. So me and my son, we were sitting out eating at the table. Mm-hmm. And um, he just got up. So uh, I have an a 18-year-old son that I adopted two years ago, uh, Armani. And we he's been on the podcast. We talk about him dealing with uh, mental health and dealing with suicidal ideation and being in uh, mental health hospitals or whatnot. But this past week, we were just sitting there eating. And he got up and walked off. And then I heard him crying in the room and I was like, is he crying or what? What is he? Is his nose running? What? I just mm-hmm. kept hearing him sniffling. I said, Armani come in there. He came in there and I was like, what's wrong? He said, I don't know. I said, I mean, were you crying? He was like, yeah. I said, what happened? We were laughing. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about something and you just got up and walked off and started crying. He said, well, I'm just thinking about all the negative stuff mm-hmm. that my mom used to say to me. I said, but we're, She's not even here. Like we're we're just sitting here talking. Like yeah. we're just we're just we didn't watch no negativity on TV. Nothing. We just yeah. sitting here just talk like unrelated. We just laughing about whatever. And he got up and walked off. He said, "What she said to me, I just hear it all the time." Mm. I said, "How often do you have these episodes?" Um, I'm trying not to get emotional. I said, "How often do you have these episodes where you just break down and cry?" Like mm. how often? He said, "It's a lot." And I said, "So you'll just be sitting in school." And you'll cry. He was like, yeah, I'll just put my head down on the desk. Luck- mm. Luckily, nobody sees me or whatever. But I, I, I'll put my head on the desk and I'll just cry. And then I'll wipe my face up and then I'll continue on. I said, well, we need to we need to combat that. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, so let, let's talk about how we can combat this. I said, we had this one guy on the podcast named Andre uh, notice. And we and he talked about, you know, speaking words of affirmation mm-hmm. over yourself. And he said. I try that, but I'm always saying negative stuff to myself. Mm. I hate the way I look. I hate my weight. I hate this. I hate that. And uh, he says he speaks so much negativity to himself that any positivity that that anyone says to them is like a lie. Yeah, Yeah. and he'd be like, "Why you like? Why? Uh Why you even adopt me? Why?" I mean, he'll argue with me about why I adopted him to this very day. Why you adopt me? I said, Armani, first of all, God told me to. I love you. I understand your purpose. I this or whatever. He's like, but what's what's lovable about me? What's this, this, this? And I'll find mm-hmm. myself fighting yeah. the negativity that he's speaking over himself. Oof. And so when we talking about guard your ears. I told him, I said, your biggest adversary is you, you, which is why when you brought up what you brought up about how you said, shoot, I still look the same. You know, it's just that I, the, 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 the light that's radiating from my soul, now I appear to be different. Why? Mm-hmm. It's because the darkness has been lifted. Yes. And now you can walk away and walk through life with a glorious light. And people are like, girl, you look. And I'm telling you, shoot. Like, you know, plus size women, they still be pulling. You know, dudes be like, man, you, sure. hey, let me holler at you. And you it, ain't, it ain't just the BBW enthusiast and all of that. No. I don't, and I'm not even being cocky. I 
I'd never have a if I walk in the room and like somebody, they like me back. Like I'm not trying to be funny, but I don't I'm not I'm not like, oh, maybe they'll pick. Oh, I'm getting if I won't, it's going to happen. So and I ain't even trying to be funny, but I think that that's because I go get everything else I want. I, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you know, and so you attract, you know, what you are or whatever. Yeah. And I'm happy and I'm friendly. And if I got to throw in some charm and stuff, I, I got that, <laughs> too. Not, you know what I'm that, saying? But yeah, I got that on lock. All you need is a couple of handsomes and a smile and you in there so but anyway with that being said like again that's not I don't lead with what my insecurity is and I was when you were talking I was just thinking like people don't even know that something as small as words can change your life everything just the words do you know that I used to look in the mirror and before all this affirmation stuff all this whatever again I asked God to bring me out of that and I asked God to show me step by step Good. when I speak to uh, people who are therapists they say who's your therapist I've never had a therapist yeah I think you should get one I need yeah. one I'm looking for one but they say that because the way, you know, the by my, you, and, they, yeah. and I'm like, oh, the, the Lord gave me that because yes. I asked the Lord for that. So those of you that don't have a therapist, I'm not saying I did not acknowledge that something was going on there, but I took it to God and yeah. God helped me through those moments to the place where when I speak to the professionals, they think that you that did spoke, the work, yeah, that you did yeah. the work to a therapist, but God did yeah, the work. God in you. did it. Yeah. yeah. And so because you asked, I asked, yeah, the Bible says a man lack wisdom, let him ask. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need any anything you say god i listen i need you to help me through this yeah i, I, I don't have any Something money to get right. a therapist i ain't yes. got this right now but it, the the in the in the meantime in between time i need you mm -hmm. to show up and help me because i if, if you don't i don't think i'm gonna make it i used to look in the mirror and i used to before like i said all these affirmations thing for this that became popular um i used to look in the mirror and i used to speak over myself and i would be like you are pretty you are you know you're smart you're kind you're thoughtful you care about people you really love people you don't try to take advantage of people you know and you'd be gossiping a little bit too sometime but god is gonna <laughs> give me some strength and sometimes you'd be kind of judging people in your head but you know what god help me with that but i'll just be That's real good. honest yeah and and i i speak all the truth of myself and even yes. those things that i didn't love did you notice that i mentioned them but from a place of God is working on me. I'm yes. going to get better. It won't be like this always. But I just made it a point when I would talk in a mirror to myself, do you know I would cry because I would be looking at myself and I would literally hear the devil like laughing at me saying, you lying, you look stupid, that sound dumb. No, you don't. No, you're not smart. You didn't even go to high, you didn't even go to college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You wasn't that smart in school. You know what I mean? You're not, you're the fat one and you're the, um, you know, Eric and Tina have talent and Lisa's the good girl and daddy likes Elena and Shantae is anointed and you're just goo goo. You know I mean and it's like so you know the enemy will give me all these different uh, 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 contrary ideas and we have to first of all shut up yeah, and then we have to stop just taking his idea and running with it. Yeah, just because. And I feel like so many people are living in a space because the devil presented an idea and they said, "Oh yeah, I am. You're a murderer." No, I'm not. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like you're a this. I'm not that. That's not what the Bible says. I am. I don't care what I feel like. I don't care what I've done. What my mama was. I'm not that because the word of God does not say that about me. And so when I was gift, uh affirming myself, and so for anybody watching, it didn't feel truthful. But now. Latares, you know you can't convince me that I'm not the stuff. <laughs> that you ain't the dopest woman myself. walking on the face of this earth. 
I mean, and I'm fully aware of my flaws. Thank yeah. you. But I'm fully aware of my flaws, but God is with me. And just like I got over other stuff and things that I, I'm going to get over the rest. We're yeah. all works in progress. Like yeah. what is this perfect thing that no, ain't nobody perfect. We all, all do dumb stuff. We yeah. all say the wrong stuff. We all out here just as vulnerable, yeah. figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? Just being brave enough to get our dumb butts up. Keep trying again, you know, there it is. but, but with that being said, like I can't, People just won't believe. The Bible told us they just don't believe how powerful your words are. Mm. Something as small as words mm. will completely change your life. So I'm no longer saying I'm fat. I'm not that smart. I'm not that. Stop it. Stop. Don't say it in a funny way. Don't say it in a, you know, yeah. sometimes when you get to that level yeah. of comfortability. You can kind of, but when, when you ain't there, don't play with it. Nah, don't play with it. Only. Thank you. Yeah. Only speak life over yourself because the power of life and death lies in the tongue and everything between life and death is living. Like that's, this is where it's happening in real time. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And so we have to, in real time every day, speak over ourselves and, um, and then it'll become habitual and then you'll believe it. Yeah. And then when somebody remind you, oh yeah, Google the fat one. Who? You mean Google the fine one? Like, <laughs> there it you is. know what I'm saying? There like, and I ain't got to stump for the gram yeah, yeah. and say all that conceited yeah. little stuff yeah. or whatever under my post because I'm too busy living it. Yes. I'm too busy really loving myself. And to he who much is given, much is required. So when you do have that light, when you do have that love, when you are likable, you don't want to make anybody else feel the opposite. Yeah. So there's certain things like you don't flex. Like yeah. really, really rich people don't come saying, hey, look how rich I am because they don't want the person that's not rich to, <laughs> to feel, feel bad. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. look how perfect my body is because you know how it feels to feel imperfect and you don't want anybody to feel bad. Teach. I'm not going to not shine, but I'm not going to get out here and flex on people. I'm Teach. not I'm not doing it. God did not deliver me for me to flex on the people and make people feel like I'm better than them because Talk I'm not. Them. Second Timothy four, three and four. I love it for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to mm. suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. What does that mean to you? Uh, what's going on right now? Talk about, it. you know, if, if, if my teacher or uh, if the, the, the podcast uh, host or if the therapist or whatever, my pastor is saying something contrary to what I want to do, mm -hmm. he's wrong. Yeah. So let me go and find someone that's going to, you know, make me feel better about what I'm going to do. And it kind of can become bullying because those people are so busy fighting that truth that's inside of them until now they're trying to force everybody else in the world to accommodate they mess the way they are. Yeah. Again, I'm not going out of my way to whatever but sometimes yeah. just your life just the way you live is a rebuke to people what I'm supposed to do not live the way you live is a rebuke to people so I'm not going to I always want to be teachable learning sometimes it's, it feels uncomfortable if I say something that's offensive and you got to have a conversation with me I'm gonna be like oh my god I, I'm sorry you know it's yeah, like a little yeah. but it's that's you need to feel that not the shame not the condemnation but you need to feel that little uncomfortableness yes. so that you can get it together and while I'm there um, people are so busy not wanting to be accountable for their actions they think everything is judging yes. everything is condemning no it's not sometimes Latera's people love you enough to say hey Google is really dope but right there she be kind of jacking yep. up now you got your own life your yep. own issues your own whatever but because you love me and you care about there me it is. you will say Google hey you know what sometime when you do da 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 and then that's the end of our friendship 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you done been good to me. We done kicked it all these years. You done, and I didn't even I take it. One thing about you, said it nice and grace and just, and just this, constructive criticism. And you like, I don't like and him no more. And judging because I just don't want to change my ways. Like, I bind that spirit of offense. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, people sometimes love you enough to correct you. And no, it doesn't feel good. But they probably felt uncomfortable as Jack's, like, trying to bring that to you. But because it's like, no, nah, but I love her. Like, me and uh, someone was having a conversation about somebody who has a business and it just needs to be a little more clean. Yeah. We love this person. Yeah. We love what they do. But that is a huge turnoff to a person who is really clean. Yeah. They don't get it because maybe they're not that, at that level of cleanliness yet. Right. So do we watch this person go down? Do we just leave? And it's like, dang, in every other way, I can tell they're trying to be excellent. Yes. So these are uncomfortable things. Yeah. Like, we love this person. So... We got to find a way to say it. You know what I mean? And that's what real friendship is. And that's yeah. why th that scripture is so great where it says, we'll endure sound teaching, yeah. but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions yes. and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. It's like we want to believe the lie rather than the truth. Yeah. Whether that's spiritual. We don't want to go yeah. 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 That's not true friendship. Um, this is the, the most popular uh, scripture, Mark 4, 23 through 24. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. What does that mean to you? I feel like you you can't unknow it. <laughs> when you know, you, <laughs> you know. know. We single. Yeah. God, show me who I'm dating. One time in my whole dating experience, and I feel like my dating experience is like um, Eddie Murphy on Coming to America where all the people came to the table. That's how my life has been. So I'm like, God, I said, show me who this person is. One time he said he's showing you. The only one time. And we had a difference where actually he didn't want children and I did. And so that's that. But wonderful person. But he was showing me. There was no whatever. And so... Um, with that being said, I say, God, you know, show me what this is. And so whatever that is, whether they're, you know, have some triggers in this area, mm -hmm. whatever it is, God shows me. And it's like, it stands out, not in a bad way, but it's like, you asked me to show you, this is what you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Is this what you want to deal with? Like, and when you asked me to show you, I showed you. And so you can't unsee it. You can't act like I didn't show you what you got. So if you want to move forward, because we're all, we all have something. Yeah. We all have something. So I'm sure just like I'm praying that prayer, God's sons saying, show me her. And they see that I'm whatever, yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. And so they're probably deciphering. Do they want to deal with that? Is that something they want to? Cause but we're all going to have something. But I said that to say, when I asked God to show me, I can't unsee what he showed me, but I'm definitely asking God because I don't want to be in no mess. I don't want to act like I didn't see nothing. I don't want to be okay with something that I ain't okay with. I want to make sure I'm applying the perfect amount of grace and love and, you know, and yeah. be prepared for work. But it says you can't unsee what you show enough saw. And not only is that, he's going to put some more with it. <laughs> he said, he said, so not only are you going to endure, you know, maybe they fickle with the work. They work sometimes, yeah. sometimes they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they're going to do that. And then they're going to still want the king of the castle treatment. They're going to still want the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Make my dinner. They're going to still want the <laughs> traditional stuff. So just know it's going to be this plus a little more. <laughs> so I have to use it in relationship terms because that's how Listen, it is. Uh, Listen, what you just said the, about you can't unsee it. Proverbs 20 and 12 says the hearing eye and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. <sighs> the hearing eye and the seeing and eye, the, seeing the Lord eye. has made them both. The hearing eye. And the seeing I eye. I love it.
the Lord has made, he them, made both. them both. Yeah. Because you got to be able to have them all under alignment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we try to turn off our ear. Well, they really didn't say that. Well, yes, they, they really did. didn't mean what they said mm-hmm. when they said it. They well, I see him acting like this, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not. God said, I gave you eyes, I gave you ears. I made that for you to be able to recognize. So a lot of times when we're going to God about asking for answers, it's amazing when you said God said he's showing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like He's showing, and it wasn't anything bad. No, it's but just, it was it's just, just like I think that I needed to see that sometimes I'll show you certain things because people don't. A lot of times, I'm gonna tell you something. My dating experiences has been pretty pretty colorful, but I have met some colorful. amazing. <laughs> I've met, I'm trying to be positive. Good, good, no, I've what do you met, mean by colorful? No, yeah, I like words I, like that. I like words I like colorful. I told you it was like Eddie Murphy and coming to America. Um, but but I've met some amazing people. Actually, they just haven't been. My people, right? Um, so everybody, I mean, some probably watching this. I ain't had no. First of all, you, I, I ain't finna do no nuts. Like you ain't finna get on my, you ain't finna wear me out. So, um, so with that being said, like some people, it's like they cool, but it just didn't. There had to be something cool, something yeah. interesting, valuable, or something you know about yeah. them attractive that attracted me to them. It just wasn't, you know, probably on the other end, it was something yeah. else, you know. And I always say that it's like. Breakups and relationships should just be that, where it's not, it don't have to be something bad that happens, yeah. it's just that you're not in alignment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And quit trying to force it. If it yeah. don't do, don't let it do. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you say, I want, and that, and that's a big issue when someone says, I want kids, the other person, I'm not having kids, then you you try to fight that or whatever. It's How like, are you going to fight that? You're just going to trick them into a child. And I just, and so I've always been a person that thinks ahead. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so then I come from a very loving family. And then I have a kid that this person never really wanted. Yes. And now I'm first of all, you're imposing. Like, yes. don't they don't have to want it no matter how much you want. They don't have to want you. But no matter how much you want it. And I'm like, that's unfair. And people would say, Well, it's your child, it's your but he said he didn't, he, he want, didn't it. want it. So he that's didn't. not cool for you to play that little oops, by the way, I got pregnant, and then you mad that he mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And so I'm like, I'm going to have to part ways with this amazing person because I sure enough want me some kids. And if at 43 or 44, whenever I get married, I'm 43, I'll be 44 in May. If I get, if I, if I get, if I get married at 44, you're going to take all day. <laughs> I want to have kids. And if I find that I can't have kids physically because of my age or whatever, I'm not, I'm not stressing over that either. I ain't freezing my eggs. I'm not, I'm not. All them reasons to be anxious and be stressed. I'm not doing none of that. If I get there and it can't do, I'm going to go adopt some children. And that's how that's going to go. Good, good. Because I feel like now I can bless somebody. Talk now I can, it. you know, a child that didn't have a, comp- you know, yeah. a loving environment. But now I can extend that to somebody and, and show them it. love. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we we going to have people, you know, I can hear people saying, well, you never know what you go. You don't never know what you're going to get out of your own womb. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know what? Gosh, I'm glad you said that. Because because that's one of the biggest issues that people have about adoption they'll say well you don't know you don't know what you're getting well first of all even when i adopted my son armani all this stuff about suicidal thoughts it wasn't a surprise i had binders mm. they gave me all this stuff show me his admittance and mm-hmm. his, his leaving foster i mean leaving uh behavior health hospitals mm. all I mean, you have a whole record you have mm-hmm. the whole family history of different stuff you get binders mm. and they let you look over all that they say Before here you. take as much time as you need to look over this stuff and let us know if you want the kid. 
Yeah. And even before looking at it, because God told me when I first met him to adopt him, uh, just by it's a beautiful, it's a video mm-hmm. on my on my page that talks about that. But God told me to adopt him. Then I was like, God already knows what it is, and yes. you hit, and you hit a key point where you know uh, these people like Jeffrey Dahmer and those type of people that crazy people that go off and kill people. Mm-hmm. Them people wasn't adopted. They they came from somebody's womb. Yeah, regular and, mamas and daddies. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and went and did whatever they did. Yeah. You know, the Unabomber, all these people, they came from somebody's womb and they went and did what they did. And the truth be told is that maybe, just maybe, the love that you're able to share to that person who had the trajectory of being becoming somebody that was a quote unquote at risk youth yes. somebody that would grow up unloved somebody that would grow up feeling like they have this chip on their shoulder and the world uh, is their biggest enemy so they're mm-hmm. out to go hurt anybody that comes across their path because they never had a loving family mm-hmm. that you may change the trajectory of their lives yes. and let them know that God still saw me and love never fails talk like, about it Talk love about covers it. of multitude of fault and I just feel like love can change so much oh, just, just having that love and that hope and knowing that someone believes in you I heard about this story about a soldier who was on the battlefield and they were like you know when he died and they were checking what was on him looking for his tags and stuff and they saw an article from the first grade not an article a, a piece of paper from the first grade all of the kids and his students all the students in the class said what they liked about him wow. and he was carrying that with him to the battlefield from the first grade. So those words Ooh. went into his ears and went into his heart and it penetrated him to a point where he carried that as an adult. And when he died, that was one of the few things, you know, of course we know soldiers got on, they only have on them yeah. what's going to keep them alive. Yeah. Yeah. So you mean to tell me those mm. words kept you going, kept you alive? You so, preaching, Google. You preaching. Yeah, those those words and loving people can go so far. So again, I'm not doing nothing in fear. And if God, um, you know, even some, I don't know if God said it. I don't, see, I, all that I don't just stop. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you gonna make the wrong choice, and then God gonna come later and help you and fix. People be marrying the wrong people. They know they did, and God yeah. honors marriage, so He came in and He blessed it anyway. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you have a child, whatever it is, we yeah. ain't getting it right. But like, I'm not gonna live in fear and anxiety. Talk if I can't it. have kids, I'm gonna. One and extend a life to them, they wouldn't have been able to have. I don't know what I'm getting, just like you don't know what you're getting. But guess what? I always got God. And so, as long as I got God, we're going to get through whatever <sighs> needs to be done. And I got the love, that life changing love. And I believe that that's going to go far in someone's life. Yeah. When you say about not knowing what you're getting, that right there is just so beautiful because there's so many people that, you know, Nelson Mandela was adopted. Wow. So when you start talking about who you're getting, Gabby Douglas was adopted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You start naming people Mm -hmm. that were adopted. Yeah. You you don't know what you're getting, but you don't know that you may be adopting the next president of the United States. You don't know that you may be adopting someone that breaks the cure and and solves the cure for AIDS. You don't. don't, So we always think the negative way, but you don't know what you're getting also, and you may be raising up a Moses. And again, Because wasn't again, Moses adopted? Uh, Moses was adopted. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, God is with you. Like, or even you a Jesus. Because Jesus was adopted. Jesus, Jesus was. A, that's right. <laughs> Joseph was. His, Joseph was his biological. That was his biological. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, 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 and and I heard. I I forgot who said this, but they said that um, uh, a lot of African American people, when they start doing better in life, 
it's for them and yes. they don't they don't reach back and so we look at the Angelina Jolie's and stuff like that why are yeah. they getting black kids uh excuse me yes. you don't want that black kids to be in this loving beautiful yes. environment like yes. you know quit acting like because you ain't got nobody you none, know what I'm saying none. just a um, bunch, of, bunch yeah. of wealth and yeah. it was like exactly and I'm like when we was growing up in the hood everybody had cousins and stuff living with them but oh yeah. when we start making a few dollars don't nobody say hey let me go back and yeah. adopt some kids let me go yeah. back and I'm like dang I had when I heard that I was like that's that's well from where I'm sitting it seems like it's true I forget yeah. who the person was that was saying it but so I think you know from where I'm sitting now of course we all want to give birth and we want to have children well I know I do and if I get to that point and I physically can't like from where I am now and I haven't been told that I can't before I, from where I am now and I pray that this brings um peace to some people from where I am now I'm completely like okay if I can't because I'm still going to be a mom. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And yes. I have had such a blessed life that I refuse to take the one thing or whatever that I didn't have. And I, so let me go back. When we were coming up, everybody thought I would be the first married with six kids. Because yeah, I'm a, I'm a nurturer. I love to cook. I love to nurture. I love to I love house stuff. And most people don't know that about me because I ain't trying to sell it to nobody. Yeah. Look, look, I'm a wife. Look what I, I can make some food like I ain't trying to, <laughs> you know, all the pregnant women, they love to come and be up under me because I'm going to spoil them. Like I just I, <laughs> I love nurturing. So everybody thought I would be married first. But with all that being said, God has given me so much. If I cannot birth children. I still have no reason to complain. I think when we when we when we when we take it back to what we deserve as humans, what we deserve as Christians is death on the cross. So anything above that is a blessing. You mean to tell me you let me do what I love for a living? You mean to tell me you let me travel the world? You mean to tell me you let me come from a loving family? You mean to tell me I'm in good health? You mean to tell me uh, 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 I'm able to be a light to people? You think I'm gonna complain? Because of that thing that I couldn't do. And I have all this stuff that I did and Teach. did well. So if I can't have kids, I don't know yet. Because I ain't obsessing over it. All my eggs is fried or gone, whatever the situation is. I'm not complaining. Now, I haven't been told that, so I don't know what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. But I've had the conversation and I won't With let yourself, that anxiety yeah. beat me up and harass me. I'm like, I'm too busy having a good time to sit up and worry about that. When he come, he coming. When the baby get here, the baby going to get here. Whether we go to the store and get one or whether we, uh, uh, yeah. you know, give birth, it's going to be a beautiful thing. And I'm not complaining either way. But how do you guard your ears? How do you guard oh, your ears from people Those saying... People. Yeah, how you charge your guard your ears for the people that sit there and be like, you ain't had no kids yet. When you gonna have kids? Yeah, I don't think people realize that we're in a spiritual war, and so sometimes we have to realize that some stuff is like a lot of stuff is demonic. Some stuff is attacks, and they don't that person don't mean no harm. Yeah, but society will make you feel like, oh, you're not this because they always come up with ways for us to feel insecure and to be yeah. scared and yeah. to be stressed and be, and so we have to remember that. There's no peace in that. So obviously God doesn't want me there. Right. Those thoughts God doesn't want because that's that's not that's not that's not the prince of peace. You know yes. what I mean? So um so I don't dwell on that stuff. And so I remind myself, first of all, I try to be very thankful. I try to wake up every day. Uh someone said, What if what if you woke up one day and you only had the things that you thanked God for the day before? Ooh. Thank you for my mama, thank you for the health, thank you for air, I thank you that I could breathe, I thank you for my feet work, I thank you that my uncle, I thank you for my daddy, I thank you for my like I just go off because I'm like, you know. So I, I just have kind of taken on just it's I just have a thankful yeah all the time like I always try to be thankful and all so, things give thanks uh, and everything give thanks find yeah. the good when somebody dies thank you for the 
27 yeah. years that they had. I Talk thank you for it. the wisdom. I, I felt like my dad died early, but I thank you that I had him. Yeah. I felt like I didn't have enough good years with my dad, but yeah. I thank you that his wisdom and his love still live with me. I thank you that you rectified before he died. And yes. I think very highly of my dad. Got a, yes. a, a, a wealth of wisdom and knowledge and yes. strength from my father. So I always find reasons to be thankful. So how do I combat that? I just, again, use my words and I just speak life and I speak thankfulness and I, and I just start thanking it. I, so you know he inhabits the praises of his people talk about it so when you start thanking god like he's visit he comes and visits you so that level of peace and that level of contentment that you get far outweighs anything that the enemy is trying to impose on me uh oh, because of something i don't that. have they may miss that he inhabits the praise of his people yes you said that the minute that i get into a mindset and a heart set of giving him thanks and praising him that he inhabits the oh. praise of his people he comes and sits beside you it didn't feel and, like a hug oh like a good a good warm daddy loves you hug mm. and so it just started because i legit was like thank you that my eyes work Thank you that I can see. Thank you that the birds that are chirping, I don't really want to hear that, but I can hear it all. And yeah. I thank you that, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, I th And I just literally, and so I have a very friendly relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So I literally be talking to God like just that. Like, like this, yeah. God, you so dope, man. Yeah. Like, I get up every day and do what I love. I thank you. Like, yes. I don't have as much money as some people, but I got my right mind. Like, yes. I don't have the anxiety of chasing the bag. Like, yeah. I'm grateful that I can, uh, I'm afforded to do nice things. I'm thankful that I have sisters who love me and my brother supports me and my brother protects me i don't talk enough of my brother i love you daryl um, you know, my, my brother i love you said my brother protects me yes and so maybe i didn't you know growing yeah. up whatever but i'm gonna tell you my brother my cousins dana and andre they protect me those are my cousins they were raised with us like brothers as well and so they the baby listen don't you play with me <laughs> but um but i'm just I, I just thank god for everything and that just takes me to a different place it's not easy to to start thanking god when you're when your mood is sucky because remember the enemy said that today you were going to have a bad day so he reminded like he did with your son he reminded him of all those bad things but then I just have to think on these things think on whatever these is things lovely are, whatever yeah. is of good report I have yeah. to think on so it don't come naturally it literally is a battle but all, if all I have to do is use my words to be inhabited uh, by God yeah. you know what I'm saying and to change the atmosphere I'm using words ain't gonna kill you get what I'm saying yeah, it's yeah. not gonna be that hard to use words when you think of the effects and what can happen yeah and so I command my morning like that every day by using using my words and speaking over myself even when the devil say have a sucky day yeah. because you you feel bad you got cramps you your money ain't where it need to be you don't have enough money to pay for this tour that you own and this didn't happen and this person is giving you a problem in this city you didn't sell no tickets in the tour and you you're not like yeah. just yeah I, I'm still gonna have a good day I'm, I'm just still going to have it because Dude, let me ask you this because you know as you get through the 30s they mm -hmm. always say you know 30 you start getting 30 you should be married by now or looking yeah. at being married so how are you like what type of stuff that you hear especially mm -hmm. going to other people's weddings Oof. you know I don't know how many times you may have been the bridesmaid or whatnot, mm -hmm. but but you're, 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 you're hearing these people when are you going to get married are you, are you dating um, anybody well you have too much mouth that's your problem. You have too much mouth and that's why you're not married. So they'll you tell you why. No, the devil adds his part. They'll say their little part. Like, so they'll ask you why you ain't married yeah, yet. Yeah, well, cool. you know, maybe if you wouldn't say so much. So then th that was plenty. So yeah. now the devil going to have a field day with that. <laughs> See, I told you, you two. And I'm like, but I've, I am talkative, but I use my words for good. So I don't have to not be a strong woman just because you think that strong women are blah, blah, blah. I have not been that. 
you're assuming that because it's triggering something in you. Yeah. So you don't get to come and make me. And sometimes I may get it wrong and, you know, I, I want to get it right. But um, but I just, you know, I, you don't get to impose your project yeah. and what you don't get to do that to me. And so um, but so when I hear that, uh, it's difficult. Do you hear it a lot? Um, or do people kind of just settle because they they, like, they 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 people use wisdom in how they approach me, but you still you still saying what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? What you say they use wisdom? Yeah, they use wisdom. And they know what I to say. I'm not saying how to say I it. I don't think that I have that. Well, I, and I'm very I use wisdom. Like yeah. I don't want to be mean to know. I don't yeah. want to be harsh. I don't want to be unkind or whatever. But I also remember I told you there was always something in me that stood up for me. But that respect goes both ways. Like. I'm just pa I'm just as passionate about hey don't say that to him that that may be taken the wrong way don't yeah. do that you know and so when people lose their way I just I help them find it <laughs> you know do you think it's an unfair question to ask somebody why aren't it you is married extreme. um yeah why I aren't you think, married like, yeah uh, and who, people be who, like who? why why what <laughs> I gotta tell you what my my answer is when people say that because it's it's I'll get banned from Instagram again. <laughs> Cause mm, it's stupid, no. But um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm just not married yet. Like is, it just is, hasn't is, happened. Is that why they banned you from uh, Instagram? No, I call. I said ho up under this picture, and I shouldn't have said that. That was unkind. But it was this man who was cussing this lady out hard, like how men fuss at men. You mean you done? And she was on a plane. She was like, "Are you sick?" This man is crazy. Like you could tell, she was like, and it was so mean and it was so hard. And so you commented under his. Was, you, you called him that. H O E could have been health over everything. Instagram. How you gonna tell me? He <laughs> back to laughing. <laughs> how you gonna say? How, but but guess what? Guess why they shut me down before? I said I'm gonna kill this look. Instagram. That's what black people say. White people say that. Like, you know what I mean? How you going? Uh, it was that my goddaughter was saying something, and she's 22. And I said, I'm gonna whoop you when I see you. Got for that. Instagram. If you hate me, just say that. Just say I don't like you. Just don't Instagram be Google. Said, Google, you got a mouth. Yeah, don't be Google. So Instagram might have been right about what they said about me, but no. Nah. We, we said health over everything. Health over how you know? Because I used all caps. It could have been health or everything. I'm at home. <laughs> God forgive me if anybody offended by that word. But I missed it because I was like, I know this man. Because you wouldn't have talked to no man like that. People that do that to women, they don't talk to men like that. They so dumb. Mm -mm. Oh, and God. Most of them don't play with me like that. But oh, they, he did that to that. So, so you, because you commented on somebody else's stuff, Yeah, it was they on D.L. Hughley page. And I know D.L. Hughley shared my exact sentiments. I know we, D.L. Hughley ain't complaining. I'm so sure he gave me so a high so, five. So what did Instagram do to your page? They just what? I mean, they banned it immediately. <laughs> and I said, and on a serious note, I'm like, all these kids coming up missing sex traffic and all that, and you found ho, this grown man is going to survive off of being called ho. He'll, he'll live. But, um, yeah, it was like 30 seconds later, they was like, and you're, you're banned. And I'm banned until the day before my birthday. I can't go live. I'm being so sweet. <laughs> I'm being so sweet so my birthday I can be free again. That's Instagram's birthday gift to me. When's your birthday? May 4th. I'm be free again. We, we try to go live. <laughs> it say, you can't go live because you be cutting up. It say something. She was trying to go live. She's like, let's go live today. I said, all right. I said, why? They said, they won't let me go. <laughs> and I'm back in trouble again. But I do think like you need to learn how we talk. I'm going to kill this look. Please stop. Somebody put fire up under somebody's thing. Oh, God. The word fire and got in trouble. <laughs> it's 
Instagram. Hire some more black people. Because that's what we say. Oh, God. All right. So, listen. You have a tour that you're doing right now. Yes. Talk about that tour. The Carvey Icon Tour. So, um, Macy's extended me an opportunity to collaborate with one of its um, in-house designers, Bar 3. And the name of this uh, project, if you was called Icons of Style. And so, the word icon was like my manager he kept saying, um, uh, you know, you're an icon, you're an icon. I don't want them to think it's just fashion. Like, you know, because yeah. a, a lot of people don't know that I am a speaker. Um, I'm an actress and I've acted. See, I know <laughs> uh, you're an actress. Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever studied was theater. I don't know. I ain't you're studied theater, fashion. Baby? Yes. Oh, see, you know. Yeah, I've done some plays you know, that's and some my, that's, my, that's my back, you know, my really? back. I used to tour shows across the country. Oh, wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, like I even went, like when David Talbert did, um, I went to LA because David Talbert's a good friend of mine mm -hmm. and one of my mentors. But uh, that's when I saw uh, what's her name? Uh, I just drew a blank. It's one of your relatives that was in one of his plays. Erica? No. Uh, what's Warren Campbell's sister? Joy Campbell. I yes. saw that play, Love and yeah. Nick of Time. Love and Nick of Time. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So I went and saw that show or whatnot or whatever, and then I saw y'all there at the show mm -hmm. or whatnot. So yeah, I, I used to tour shows across the country for years. So yep, and so I did costume design for that. I didn't travel with it because I went parted ways but um but most of the looks were set by the time I, I left but anyway so um yeah so I've done a lot of different things so my manager was like he was like and then like I do my glam suites and all this he was like and you employ people and you're like an agent to so many different people and they don't know that every day I get called I need to get wax I'm in Hawaii I need a haircut I'm in Chicago I needed that and they don't know he was like you're an agent you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. so uh so sure and then are. with the glam suites where I'm able to uh provide hair and makeup services for, for presenters and performers That's and I I partner with uh you know big brands to 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 pay for it all and to get it all done and so just that whole thing he was like see that's pr so, you be doing that yes I've, I've been doing glam suites um for 10 years at the well actually i celebrated 10 years when it was my 11th year because i wasn't counting <laughs> and so i was like oh let's just make this some 10 years but uh <laughs> i think 2018 was my my 11th year doing it and so i um you know, yeah, so we, we have this space where I, I glam it up. Everything got to be pretty and frilly and all that. So I glammed it all up and decorated it. And so we got all these, uh, uh, ta these um, t the tables, the, the glam chairs or whatever with the lights and all that. So the room is filled with that and balloons and cake and cute stuff and pink stuff That's and frillies dope. and feathers. And so, but people are coming there getting haircuts. They're getting outfits. They get, I need a belt. They, I need a girdle. I need a bra. I need a this. My, my zipper broke. Alterations. Like I hire people. They're just on call all day. That's dope. Yeah to come in for anything that you could possibly need as far as your look for these award shows and That's so I've done dope. that for several years so he was like you're an icon and I was like Jay nobody's calling themselves an icon like icons don't call themselves icons like <laughs> some people do but icons like <laughs> Diana Ross is not saying I'm an icon okay so so um, but the tour like it's called icons of style yeah, and I am the curvy designer out of this batch and so uh and so I was like, okay, fine. We'll do the curvy icon tour. So we're just showing up in various cities and I'm shopping with, you know, the people who want to shop when we go shop the line together. And then after that, we go and break bread. So it's a simple tour. That's dope. Yep. It's a simple tour so to promote my line. Um, you go to my Instagram page and click the link in my bio. I have Vegas coming up on the first LA on the fourth. Orange County on the 7th. I can't think beyond. No. Ooh, boom. Houston on the 14th. St. Louis on the 21st. And Philly that 
following weekend. Good, good. Oh, jams. Good. Okay, good. memory. Okay. Yeah, look at that. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, my Instagram page. You can um click. Um, we're not paying. I'm not charging people to shop. I'm charging them to break bread and key key and take pictures and all that. Yeah. So the shopping part ain't no meet and greet. We shopping and we we're you're, we're going in there together. And so um and then after that we we eat together. But if you click the link in my bio, you can buy tickets to each city. Just put your uh, zip code in. And it'll take you to the one that's closest to your city. So answer this: When you've done this in the like when when the uh, tour kick off? Oh, we started. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, the beginning of April. We started beginning of April. April. Yeah. So, what wh- has the, the experience been? What, what have people um, been saying? Well, it's been good. I thought that it would be bigger. <laughs> I kind of yeah. I had to call some of my restaurants and say, um, "Can you make that reservation just for about half?" <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. Either way, I'm still able to go into cities and meet with a lot of people who have admired my style and who are shopping my line, and I'm able to do that with them. Um, and you know, traveling with my team and and um and we're shopping together. What did you ask me? I said, how's it been going? Oh, been going good though. Successful. <laughs> so, we sit this, down and we so, eat. so this this is your tour. This is my tour that I'm paying for. So if anybody want to yeah. take on a couple of cities, it's not yeah. too late. Yes, and that's why I was, and that's why I wanted to make that point because we talked about that that you're actually paying for this. Yes. And uh when I say I have so much respect for people who bet on themselves, like I Me just too. did I did this self-love soiree for Valentine's Day and my attention was was split between getting this land for the Kingdom Royale mm-hmm. and doing my uh, doing the event, but mm-hmm. I lost sixteen thousand dollars off of that one day event, and I was like, "Oh, Jesus, don't it hurt? hurt. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, make the pain go away." Because that could have been a beautiful vacation yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and I'm like, yeah. man, this is sixteen thousand dollars. So, but the reality is, it's. I don't want people to feel sorry for me because I'm still gambling on myself. Absolutely. At the end Same of the day, here. I'm going to bet on myself. Same and here. So, and then I learned some things from that when I say, all right, I'm going to do it bigger and I'm going to do it better and I'm yes. going to get sponsorship wrapped yep. around it and all that. And so what I say to you is that I'm so proud of you. The fact that you even say, hey, yeah, it's not working the way that we wanted to mm-hmm. anticipate, but that's the that's the learning curve. Yes. You know, you're learning and you'll get better and better. And then these days right here won't even there'll be a faint memory Absolutely. because it'll have blown up so big that you're like, oh, oh. I forgot when I used to actually struggle in the right. first few cities. You like, right. well, we, we, we're doing good, right? And I'm always thankful every step. Like, yeah. you, you don't you don't just land there. Never. You have to work to get there. Never. And my glam suites are packed out. I can't even hardly take people, but yeah. I've been doing it for however many years. Yeah. So if I so gotta cut the numbers down, guess what? I'm still on tour. I'm still able to gather content that's good for social media. Yes. I'm still meeting incredible people in these cities, shopping my line. I go on to Macy's. I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's my line. You know what I mean? I'm able to do that and. You we know. can't just we can't just slide by that. You said you got a line in Macy's. Yes, it's Google for bar three. Yes, <laughs> God is good. When I say these queens be, be boy, they be throning. Like I, I, Thank I, I, you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So make sure y'all go support the line. You know, yes. even if the 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 tour isn't coming to your city, mm-hmm. go into Macy's, pick up some stuff, buy some stuff. So because what happens is that when they see that. It's getting a large support, then they'll keep buying more inventories to keep opening up yes. bigger deals for. So make sure that, and that's what I'm talking about. And we'll people go, like me, like yeah. the other designers that are out there killing it. I was telling yeah. somebody, just because the Bible says rejoice with him that rejoice. It didn't say you're going to want to rejoice because, of course, the devil's going to say the negative. Yeah. And he's going to he's gonna tell you, well, when you going to get your turn? When you yeah. going to blah, blah, blah? Okay, I got to tell you the testimony about how I got my Talk line. about Can it. I? All right, so I walked into Macy's. Excuse me. And so I walked into Macy's and I saw Zarina Akers and Misa Hilton, like big old posters. I was like, 
what the heck? Like these black women. Da, da, da. And I'm just excited. Like, oh my God, they are Macy's or whatever. And then like no sooner than I said that the enemy comes with his ideas. Well, when you going to get your turn? Mm-hmm. You've been in a business 19 years. When you going to get, this is my 20th year in fashion, by the way, this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But at yes. the time it was my 19th. And I, and, and when you going to get your turn? And, you know, um, I mean, they got a line, but you've been doing this for some, and you were, you, you, you weren't just a stylist. People don't know that you're a writer and yeah. you a fashion contributor and you have a web series and you an influencer and you are, you know what I mean? You've yeah. had vlogs and you've done all this stuff in fashion, radio and stuff like that. And so, you know, and, and just negative. Right. And I'm annoyed because I left that. Hold thought. on. Let me just say this real quick. I want y'all to hear this. Even while the devil is trying to compare you, he's also affirming you. You just went down a whole resume of, <laughs> of, of, of things to give God wow, glory for. Just think stupid, about that. Cause, yeah. cause it, but we got to think about how we take it. When the devil starts telling you all so your accomplishments and then say, and you don't have this. But that's where we should rejoice and say, but thank you for just running through my resume. Because yeah, you just said I, I done did this. And yeah. I'm, this, I'm like, well, God, no. Like, <laughs> I'm hearing the positive some stuff and it's crazy because some stuff I did intentionally and I said I'm going to um, contribute to serving up soul radio for a year I'm going to contribute to gospel today magazine a very established yeah. uh, magazine for a year I want to be the fashion contributor because I want to say that I wrote yes. I want to as an influencer I want to be able to blog and vlog vlog so that I can say I did that when yes. I did my web series I want to do this web series the way I do it because I want to say I worked in all of these different areas in the yes. fashion industry so I'm I'm standing in Macy's and I'm like, you know, when is it your turn? And I and I and so and so I bought the stuff and then I got mad because I'm like, oh my God, why did you just think that? <laughs> why did you just first of all, that wasn't even your thought. Like you're you came in here excited, feeling like, look at us black girls out here winning. Yeah. And the devil just came and perverted it. Again, he always drops these ideas and we just take them on like they truth. He mix a little bit with a lie. Yeah. I mean the truth. With a lie. If one teeny drop in a whole ocean of truth, if a one teeny drop of lie get in there, the whole thing is a lie. Yeah. So so he he throws that in there and he uses certain things that are true to kind of lure me in to see things his way. And I believe he does that in so many other areas. You are blah, 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 because you thought this. You are blah, 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 because you felt this. You are blah, 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 because you did this. I don't care what I did. I'm who God says I am. Talk about it. So I'm not no hater. I'm not, a, I, I celebrate women. I'm not, no, I'm not jealous. I'm not envious of other people. How dare you come and bring your thoughts and, and try to impose my headspace yes. into in my headspace with your ugly thoughts. Those yep. are not my thoughts. And I'm yep. going back to my original thought, which was celebrating these beautiful black women who have worked hard enough to get into these stories. And I don't care if they didn't work hard. Yeah. I don't care if it's they turn. Yes. The Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice. It didn't say you are going to want to rejoice with them that rejoice sometimes you got to rejoice with people that got what you want god got more than one i always say this too and they've heard me say this is that i sow where i want to go and so it's good that you end up buying the product because Mm -hmm. you say listen this is what i want i'm going to go ahead and buy it Mm -hmm. too and that's what i always believe in i talked about this that on my podcast back in 2020 uh i paid for and i had some sponsors step up um 
and we paid for three couples to get married during the pandemic. Aww. It was called Black Love Matters, uh, nice. the ceremony. But I did that because I said, I'm going to sow seeds and, and, and blessing some other people getting married who weren't in the financial position yeah. to do it because I want, when it's time for me to get married, I want a sponsor to come and be like, we're going to give you your we dream wedding. You. And we're going to pay for this $100,000 wedding and here it is. And it'd be like, thank you, Lord. And it's still nice to be nice. I'm trying to tell you. It's still, it's it's still just, nice. Just, just it, bless feels, people. it feels good to just be to kind people. and to make a difference. Like you have these resources and that is finances yeah. and and it just changed some the the biggest day of a person's life, you were able to contribute to that. Yes. All right, so back to Macy's. So um as an influencer, we get paid five figures on my page to post, right? Yeah. Um and so I said, oh, well, if Macy's want me to post, then I'll, you know, PR thing and they could do, and you could pay me about it. now. So so now I'm just trying to finagle my way out of celebrating these women. Well, the devil trying to make me finagle my way out of celebrating yeah, these women. Yeah. I mean, if they want to pay for it, they can pay for it. Because I mean, because I charge. I mean, that's cool. But I mean, I charge. <laughs> and so if they want to be on my page, because I already know people are going to buy it if I put it on my page because I'm an influencer. So <laughs> and I just went home and I said, I ain't doing none of that. Just because you try to make me not celebrate i wasn't fully being a hater because yeah. i was mixing a, it is i do yeah, i should be business. having a turn yeah. yeah nope 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 i ain't agreeing with none of that and i'm going back to my original statement i'm celebrating these women i ain't charging nobody for no post i'm not because because you yeah. tried to pervert it now i got to go all now i got to go hard in the other direction yes. so made this post talked about how beautiful the line was how it made me feel i went back to being that black girl who didn't feel like i had a lot of opportunities blah 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 and i'm looking like they did it you know so i posted it and let me speed up five days later i was signing my contract because macy saw it because zarina acres said hey i think you should pay i don't know if Zer i had been following zarina acres she styles beyonce and i i um i don't know if she was following me back or not but she told somebody, hey, can you give me Goose contact? Because I want to hand it over to Macy's. She handed it over to Macy's. She did not say, let her know that I did it. And um, where's my thank you? I didn't even meet up with her. I got my deal in like August. I didn't meet up with her until New Year's this year. And I finally was able to give her a hardcore thank you. Like, why did you do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you didn't know me. So, but it all stemmed from me saying, no. I'm going to rejoice with them that rejoice. So the the devil wants you to not That's do good. things God's way because he knows the, uh, it always, it's always going to be difficult um, because he knows a lot of times the blessing that's attached to it. I wasn't doing it for no blessing. I wasn't doing it to be seen. I had a good mind to know that Macy's might see it. I never thought that that was going to happen. No, no, ever. You, you Both never the ladies no came to like my that. page and thanked me and was just really gracious and kind. And I got a contract because I did what the Bible told me to do, you which is five rejoice. days later. Five days later, I was signing. Two days later, I was contacted. And a total of five days later, I was signing the contract. Number five stands for grace. Mm. <laughs> when I tell you, man, when I say God, God is just. And number the number two stands for witness. Uh, but that's that's what's so crazy. It's like God, God just be like, I got you. I got you. I got you. Just do what I say. Just do it. Just and, do it. And, and God and says he loves a cheerful giver. Yes. And so when you were cheerfully giving and saying, I'm gonna go ahead and give this endorsement or mm -hmm. this, you know, giving a spotlight mm -hmm. through your influencing, then God says, I got you too. 
This is, I needed you to do that in order to get here. But if you did not do that, you were never going to get there. You were never. And then the Bible, and then it's, the Bible don't say this, but it's, like I said, it's still nice to be nice. Like yes. sometimes we think, oh, like sometimes we think, uh, oh, they have money or, oh, they this. Yeah. I don't have to, my little blah, blah, blah is not going to matter. I'm not doing it because I'm doing it because that's what I do. That's why I do. If you disrespectful and you unkind, you can be that. But yeah. I'm respectful and I'm not. There now, I'm is. not going to keep running, jumping up in your face, but I'm, I don't have to return that to you. There because is. I don't do that. So with that being said, be kind and give and show love because that's what I do. And don't say, oh, it's not going to matter because they're so big. I have some people saying that sometimes to me. Well, I didn't say nothing because I didn't think he was going to see it. But do it because you do it. Listen, make sure y'all <laughs> go to Google's Instagram. Yes. Uh, gosh, I, I love talking to you. Follow mm. her. Um, go click on the link. What is it? Link tree. What you got in your bio? In my bio, um, the Eventbrite. Yeah, uh, uh, the Eventbrite, yeah. the tours to find out the city that uh, that you live in or mm -hmm. driving distance from where you are. Go there, go in her face, and be like, "I heard you on the Dear Future Wifey <laughs> podcast." So she'd be like, "Wow!" So you know, already she already know the fami uh, familiarity, uh, man. I wanted to say something. So I have three drops. I have another drop that's coming out in July, and another that's coming in October. What you got? So another drop of uh, my line. I have more designs yeah, coming out. Yep. So I got one coming out for the summer and one coming out for um, for the winter, and so. Excuse me. So if you don't see your city now, like Dallas keeps saying, yeah. where Dallas at? Because yeah. Dallas know I love them. Yeah. Chicago, y'all know I love y'all. Yeah. So if you don't see your city on this one, it may be on the next drop. And then, you know. I'm and comment. The way you do that is you go and comment uh, under the post or anything or whatever. When you come into Denver, mm -hmm. when you come into this, and, and when they see those names hitting yeah. a lot, then when they're shaping the tour together, it's called routing. When yes. they're putting the routing together, they go, okay, we see Denver coming here a lot. Mm -hmm. We see Chicago, Atlanta. Whatever it is, they'll start seeing. They're like, we need to go there. And it's, it's as simple as that. And especially if you say, you know what? And by the way, my uncle got a barbecue spot. So for the break bread part, there it just is. roll over to my uncle's spot. That's and how you we do could, it. Because you you just made it you just made it more convenient for me well i tell you when we putting these tours together it's a lot of work and anything that you can just help and be like oh, oh took the guesswork out of that thank you jesus yeah this is yeah we be this needing is right, it all. This, this airport is right by the uh, uh uh this hotel is right by the airport stuff yeah. like that like yeah. oh this is where we can get blah 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 you know park for free in this city all there that kind is. of stuff oh it'd be helping boy when i oh, bring back the memories when touring across the country that's what i was thinking oh, of tour God, buses and no, stuff yeah tour buses i was like lord jesus all that matters well listen goo goo mm -hmm. I've enjoyed talking to you. Uh, it was great that people could hear, you know, basically how we talk on the phone. You know, this what I'm is saying? how we talk on the phone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so just to hear, and uh, I hope you guys found a lot of value out of it. I love the gems that you've been dropping, and uh, listen, I love the outlook that you have on. Um, the Bible says I know how to base and how to abound yeah. I know how to live with and live without Out. and this whole conversation has been that you say and even if I don't have kids God has still been good to me yes. and I'm going to go ahead and adopt and even if I don't get I'm still going to do this because I, I deserve death on the cross and everything else is a bonus yes. everything else is grace everything else is God's goodness everything else is just blessings upon blessings upon blessings and so that's what's so beautiful about it is that your outlook and your perspective um, so yeah, keep queening, keep doing what you're Thank doing. You. Uh, I'm proud of you. Yeah, hey, y'all give it up for my homie, Goo Goo Atkins, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Ladarian thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy.
The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse. I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTaris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today.
Man, I really enjoyed talking to Gugu, man. That was a powerful conversation. Um, God is so strategic in who he uses and chooses to be on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, so I never take that for granted. So shout out to you, Gugu, for just being who you are. Here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, guard your ears from haters who will try to destroy our covenant. Guard your ears from negative things you may even say about yourself. Guard your ears from lies the enemy will tell you that you're not enough for me. You are more than enough. I will energize you with words of affirmations that will travel through your ear gates and take residence in your soul. I will become a puppet and allow the Lord to be my ventriloquist and speak his word over your life. I will never punish you with silent treatments as a way of manipulation. Guard your ears from the influence of media to prevent your mind from being contaminated by false teachings. However, don't guard your ears from me nibbling and sucking on your earlobes. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.